story, just, just an introduction to the, to the message today about building God's house. Um, and many of you know kind of part of this story. Um, Helen and I, and, and really, really, it goes to the whole heart of what we're doing today in sacrificing and giving into his kingdom. Um, because when we do that, we're actually planting eternal seed. We're, we're planting seed that isn't just for the day. It's not, it's not just a thing for the day. It's a thing for the future. Um, so when Helen and I were, were young, married couple, uh, we, had a, we had one child at that stage, Tim. Um, uh, we went into Magnetic Island. We, we had a sense that God wanted us to go into Magnetic Island and plant a church. And so they were there between 1991 and 1995. And um, the, the history of Magnetic Island was a pastor would go in, he'd plant a church, he'd grow it to whatever, 30 people, 50 people, whatever. Yeah. And as soon as he left, it would go to nothing. Absolutely nothing. So that when the next pastor came in sometime later, they were absolutely starting from scratch, like it, just, just nothing, just, just, just dead. And, um, and so, 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 so on, on the back of that, we went into Magnetic Island, and I remember having this discussion with God. I remember having this discussion with God when he called us to go there, saying, Lord, if we go, if we're obedient in going, you know, all I can see, Lord, is we're going to come away broken, broken. And, uh, you know, we were young Christians, hadn't been in the Lord all that long. And you're kind of going, Lord, is this even wise? Should we even go? And, uh, but that's the reality of the kingdom, that it is a sacrifice. That if you do come away a bit broken, a bit broken, well, haven't you sacrificed for the kingdom? And, um, and so anyway, we went and we were there for our five years. And uh, when we left... Um, we hadn't built a mega church, you know. When we left, we had a life group that probably had half a dozen people and we had a youth group that probably had a dozen people that were coming regularly, yeah. And when we go away, you, you could go, well, we've put five years of our life there, but have we even made a difference? Have, have, we, have we really done something? Was that worth five years? Was that worth five years? And it's interesting, as, as we kind of followed it over the years, you know, what happened to that church, the church just flourished. This little, this little plant that we planted there flourished. And that's what happens, isn't it? When you, when, like Helen's been planting plants in the garden, yeah? When she comes back next year, and she's put them in now because the growing season's coming through summer, yeah? When she comes back next year, it's not going to be what she planted, is it? You know? And if it's a fruit tree, well, you hope you come back next year to see the fruit on the fruit tree. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's actually what happened with Magnetic Island. So we left when it was relatively small, really just planting a nucleus of a church, but there were good people that were there. And some of those people that were there took over the church. And so I'm bringing them, you know, how are you going? What are you doing? You know, and within no time at all, and like, I'm, like literally, like within two months, like this, this church is now 30 people with musicians, Sunday service, everything, you know? And, uh, and they're, saying to me, they're saying to us, yeah, we've just harvested what you planted. You know, we're, 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 just, we're just reaping the fruit of your hard labour in this time, yeah? And, and over the years as I've watched, I've gone, wow, this church is just going, you know? Somehow that history of the, the growing, the crashing, the down to nothing, starting afresh, yeah, was broken, yeah? And, uh, and it was real, it's been really interesting. So um, twice since I've been in this role here, because we kind of lost tra- track in some ways with the church, twice since I've been here... Um, once was when we had the pastor's essentials. So um, when you become a probationary minister, they send you away to do pastor's essentials so you know the basics, yeah? And, and at one of the lunches here, I'm talking to this guy who is from Townsville, yeah? 
And, and I happened to mention that, oh, yeah, Townsville, we were on Magnetic Island. And I don't even know that I mentioned that I was a pastor, you know, that we pastored a church over there. But he's just, he just takes off telling me about the miracle of the Magnetic Island Church, how it can't be killed, how it just keeps going, how it just keeps flourishing, how it's just going, 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 going. Yeah? And, uh, and I'm going, well, that was us. We planted that church, you know? You know, before us there was nothing, you know? It's all right, I'm being silly there. I'm being, yeah? Um, and then Helen and I went to our pastor's interview um, just recently, and James Hemsley is from Townsville. And he didn't use his words... But in essence, he's talking to us about the miracle of the Magnetic Island Church and the way it just can't be killed, the way it just flourishes and flourishes and flourishes. Yeah. So my point is this, you know, you might be sitting there going, well, gee, I've sowed today into the kingdom, but can this make any difference? Yeah. But that's because we're looking at the seed. Yeah. Yeah. We're not looking at the grapevine that for the next 10 years, people are going to come every, every season and, get, and pick the grapes. You get the picture? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just encouraging you, be encouraged in what you do. You know, David and Janine just started a life group in, the, in, their, in their house, yeah? Well, it's not about the meeting that happened on Thursday night. It's about what's going to come out of that, yeah? yeah? Th- these lives, these lives they touch as the people go on, as the harvest comes, yeah? And, you know, and Pastor Mark said the other week, you know, we're sitting in a building that people who aren't even maybe still alive today have, go- have given towards and built. So, 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 so I guess you get what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what we do. We can get very discouraged in that. You know, I'm sure there were plenty of people when we left Magnetic Island, you know. I'm sure there were plenty of people that looked at what we'd built and thought, they built what? Five years? Yeah, we didn't think they had it, you know, whatever. But something was planted. There was eternal and has grown. Yeah. Okay. So... Getting on, getting onto a house, getting onto building God's house. Okay, uh, there's, there's just a number of things here we're going to quickly hit, and we're not going to take too long. We're not going to take too long doing this. Um, we build God's house just by coming along. Yeah, Ecclesia. We've looked at that over the last few weeks. Ecclesia is all about those who are called out, called out to assemble and together. And in this coronavirus time, it's amazing the number of people that I've rung who, who are in that place of, oh, I don't need to come to church to be a Christian. Oh, I'll just watch online. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just sit at home. We'll just, we'll just do that. No, no, no. No, no, no. The church is those who are called out, called out to gather. And the scripture says that we are living stones being built together. Isn't that what it says? Yeah. So the person beside you is a living stone being built together. So, so it's us who are actually building the house of God. We are the house of God. We're those bricks. We're those stones. Um, now, at the moment, we're fitting out our kids' church area over in the house. And uh, John, who isn't here today, he's got his kids this, this week up at Caboolture. But he's doing the fitting out. So if you go over there, you'll see he's put up some new sheets of plasterboard and he's got some timber in there. Yeah. Now, uh, if when he came, comes this Tuesday, he's coming back this Tuesday to do some more. If when he comes back, if he walks in and go. Where's the timber? Where's, where, where's, where's the timber? You know, didn't we get some timber? If I was to say to him, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just at home. It's just at home. My, my timber's just at home. Yeah? Yeah? He'd go, are you nuts? Don't you want me to build a kid's church? You know? You know? It ha- you know? Really, he's saying, isn't he, how can I build a kid's church 
if the materials we need to build the church aren't here. And if we're living stones, then how can we be built into God's house if we're not in God's house? And I know I'm preaching to the converted, so I'm not having a go at you here. Um, but the first point that Pastor Mark wanted us to bring out today was we build God's house by coming. And of course, following that same theme of this, this little plant that gets planted and then flourishes, yeah, yeah? Um, God wants to plant you in his house, yeah? You know, and uh, he doesn't want us to be pot plants, you know, pot plants kind of, pot plants you can move around inside the house, yeah? Uh, when, it, when it's windy, you can bring it over to this window so it gets the sun, and then in summer, you can move it away from that window so it doesn't get the harsh sun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. God doesn't want us to be pot plants. He wants us to be planted and he wants us to flourish. And the only, we can do, the only way we can do that is if we come, if we come to his house. Okay. Um, we build God's house by serving. We build God's house by serving. There we go. We've even got slides. Look at that. We build God's house by serving. And it just makes sense, doesn't it? There's just stuff to do. So there's chairs to put out. You know, Jess and the team will be making us coffee shortly. There'll be things to put away at the end. There's just stuff to do. So he builds God's house by serving. But the fascinating part of that is, as we serve, God builds us. Um, have you ever been, if, give me a wave if you've been in a church more than 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Have there ever been times along that journey that you've got a little bit wounded, a little bit, a little bit bruised, a little bit damaged? I see some nods, yeah? <laughs> okay. We, we went through a season, we went through a season and it's a while ago. And, uh, you know, um, Jesus promises us, doesn't he? He says, you know, offences will come, you know? <laughs> he, he promises, he promises us they'll come. And God uses them to shape us and to develop us and to grow us, Yeah. And so for us, it was one of those seasons. It was one of those seasons where some offences come and uh, God wouldn't let us leave. You know, you've probably been there. You know, even though the offences come, God wouldn't let us leave the church, much as we wanted to. Um, and, you know, and I encourage you to stay. Not here, but you know what I mean. Ha have a heart of staying. And, and, and every time we'd reach that point, oh, Lord, that's it. We can't take enough. It's too bad, you know. You'd look at your kids and you'd go, yeah, but they're flourishing in kids' church. How can we take our kids out of the kids' church? How can... There was always some reason, you know, where God's just saying, no, you can't leave now, you can't leave now, you can't leave now. Yeah. And so, so on the back of this season, and, you know, like it was, it was real. It was real, the, the woundedness. And uh, I just decided that I couldn't just sit here because I was going to die. So I decided I was going to serve. I was going to go on the deacon's team. Yeah. And literally, like the envelopes on the seats today, what I do is, is I walk along and as I'm putting the envelopes on the seats, as I'm putting the envelopes on the seats, I'm going, God, you've got to anoint me to serve in this house. God, you've got to anoint me to serve in this house. God, you've got to anoint me to, yeah. And only just a short time after doing that, um, a man in the church, Ross Holmes. Now, probably many of you would know Tonya, Tonya, Tonya Holmes, yeah. Well, well Tonya's dad, Ross, um, pastored the church at Coolum. And, and I'd only just started the deacons thing, but he came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, God wants to do something in your life. And so we had a time of prayer. It was a Saturday morning. And you know those really, you know those big moments where, where, where God just turns up and everything's different from that time on. It was one of those moments. And I remember walking out of that time of prayer with he and his wife, just feeling heavy under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I thought, yeah. There's just something about serving 
and it's not just about meeting a need. Something happens in the serving where it releases the power of God, whereas it's not just building God's house, but it's actually building us. Yeah. And uh, I could tell you more of the story, but um, I'd have to betray confidences of people, so I won't tell you more of that story. Yeah. So if serving something that you would really like to do, just come and see Charles or myself at the end of the service, and I'm sure that there are plenty of things that uh, we can get you engaged with. Okay, so we build his house through prayer and encounter. I actually think that this season we're in now is a genuine season where God is calling us to pray. And, you know, I know David's a real prayer. Um, um, it's just a season. There's just that sense. You know, right, right at the time coronavirus first hit, um, there was that stirring of our nation. Well, we need to come before God and we need to pray. Um, if, if there's a plague in the land, well, well, we have to take that as a sign going, Lord, Lord, you're trying to get our attention here. And uh, Wednesday night I was able to go along to a session um, by Pastor Jonathan Mock. And uh, I think Lily, Lily knows Pastor Jonathan. I don't know whether some of your other two. Um, but he's a man of prayer. That, that's his passion. And um, I, I actually think when I talk to other people, you know, that our church actually has a pretty good prayer ministry. We've had um, um, 30 people on a prayer chain that have been praying for the last few weeks just for some needs in the church. Uh, we had our prayer meeting yesterday, Saturday morning. It was a good time. We had a good time. And so in one sense, I think, actually, Lord, we're, we're kicking some goals here, you know. We've got pretty good prayer happening through the church. <laughs> and then I looked at what he does, you know, and he puts it up on the screen, what he does in prayer. <laughs> and I go, oh, sorry, Lord. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for being so slack. Yeah. But I came away inspired. I came away going, yes, Lord. You've got stuff you want to do in our nation. You want revival to hit our nation. You're trying to get our attention. You're trying to get us to draw aside. And so I encourage you. I encourage you that um, in this season that you make that a real prayer, um, a, real, a real focus, um, whether that's just on your own at home or whether you join the prayer team or whether you come along on a Saturday morning. It doesn't really matter. Let God draw you aside because I'm sure that you experience that as, as I and many do, you know, you know, that drawing of God, come aside with me. Come aside with me. And, uh, and out of that comes the presence of God. And so that's the second part of this, an encounter. Um, we, we pretty regularly have people visiting the church saying, oh, there's such a presence of God here. Um, you know, Pastor, Pastor, Julie, Pastor Julie left last Sunday saying to me, yeah, this is the feel-good. This is the feel-good service of the Sunday morning. And, and I believe that that's because we have prayed and because we have pressed in. Um, but God's got more for us. God's got more for us. God's got... You know, there's just a sense that there's almost a frustration. You know, Lord, we love what we've got, but oh my goodness, Lord, you've got so much more for us. So I encourage you in this next little season that we're going to build God's house through prayer. And does not God say that my house will be a house of prayer for all nations? Okay, I think we've got another slide there, Amy. For the summit prayer. Here we go. So there you go. There's an immediate opportunity to uh, engage with prayer to build this house. Um, this is leading up to the summit. So at Redcliffe, there'll be prayer on the 9th of September, 16th of September, and 23rd of September between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. And uh, at Warner, it'll be that's on the Thursday night. On Warner, it'll be on the Tuesday night. Um, 
each week leading up to summit. Um, so you'll be able to see on the church's Facebook page that coming. But if that's something you're interested in getting involved with, that's something immediately that you can do. The next thing, next point. We build God's house by loving one another. Again, this is something that I was talking to someone just on Friday night and he was saying, when I come to church, the thing that I feel is the community. And, uh, you know, we've got, a, we've got a measure of this that is good. And look, I, I just want to thank the church. Um, um, Sal and Joan have walked a not easy journey in these last few weeks. Um, but I just want to thank the church. You, you church have supported them. You've supported them by praying for them. I know they've really felt the strength of the Lord in that. They're nodding over there, so they're, they're, they're not minding me just sharing. Um, you've supported them practically, yeah. When when I've when I've spoken to spoken to them, they've talked about you know people who've driven them up to the hospital, people that have waited there for for for, for the next one to take them home. Um, they've talked to me about um, meals, meals that people have provided for them, and uh, and my understanding is that at a point in their journey there as well, um, someone actually um, assisted them with the provision of a car, and, and I imagine this last little season would have been much more difficult if they hadn't have been helped to get that car by someone in the church. And so, so for me, that is real, genuine Christianity at work. So we've got it, we've got it yeah? So, so let's, 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 let's grab hold of what we've got there and let it grow. You know, the Scripture talks about like the yeast that grows to fill the whole house. Well, we'll let the love of God be one of those things that just grows to fill the whole house. And a practical way you can do this um, is on a Sunday. Um, and, and what happens is someone will come, they're new to the church, you know, we're pretty good at getting around them, finding out their story, that sort of thing. But maybe after a few weeks, like after three weeks or something, occasionally like I'll go out, because I get trapped here talking to people, whatever, and by the time I go out there, sometimes the new person is just sitting alone. So I'd really encourage you, don't ever let anyone sit alone, yeah? If, if there's someone who's come to church, you know, make sure you get around them and go, no, don't sit there, come and join us, come and join us. Come on, Jonas, let, let's get around them. And, uh, and, you know, if you see someone there and you think, well, that's not really my demographic, I'm not going to really connect there, well, go and grab someone, you know? Go and grab someone in the church and say, oh, could you come? Could you come and just sit with this person and just encourage them? So we build God's church by loving one another. We build God's church by bringing others did you enjoy Pastor Shane last week? It was a pretty cool message, yeah. I, I love that concept of, you know, we, 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 we think of the end result. We think of the salvation or the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the water baptism, yeah? But God thinks about the journey, you know? Are they facing the well and walking towards the well? And um, I, I'm sure you've all had experiences where you've, you've walked with people um, bringing them to the well, yeah? And... Uh, um, some years ago when I was at the council and I worked with this guy for about 10 years and he was a nice guy but as soon as you mentioned anything to do with God, prayer, Bible, anything, anything that was at all, for want of a better word, religious, you, you'd see the volcano start. You'd see, you'd see it start to come up, his face would go red and then poof, the volcano would just go, he'd just, he'd just blow. But over the years, you know, we played golf together and we played indoor cricket together on a team and we went fishing together, Yeah. And I don't know how many games of table tennis he and I had in the afternoon smoko. You know, that was our thing, you know. We'd get other guys out there and we'd go and play table tennis, yeah. And when, when, when I left the council, he said to me, um, when you're in your church at Redcliffe, 
I'm going to come and visit. I'm going to come visit you in the church. Now, he hasn't come, but, but the whole thing is there's a well. There's a well here. You know, there's wells in us. And it's that whole thing of getting our arm around people who are randomly walking, you know, who are lost. Redcliffe is full of the lost. Redcliffe is absolutely full of the lost. You know, getting your arm around them and saying, let me lead you to the well. Let me lead you to the well. And whether they're coming to the church here or not, it's really not the thing. It's all about them pointing in the right direction. Ultimately, they have to get there themselves. Yeah. But we can be the ones that will put our arm around them and say, well, come this way. You know, we can lead you to that well. And as part of that, Jesus is the one building his church. So there's a whole community full of people here that he wants. They're his, yeah? So it just makes sense to me that as we're out in the community, as we're out in the shops, you know, whatever, that God is going to be linking us up with people, that they're going to be coming across our path, yeah? When we go to the mechanic, when we go to whatever, you know, it's going to be that little witness in our heart, you know, Jesus saying, oh, I'm chasing this one. You know, and God will give you wisdom, you know. It doesn't have to be an invitation to church, you know. It can be an invitation to coffee. You know, for, for, the, for the guys at my work, they were in no place to come to church. Um, but if I organised the golf day, they were there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's that whole thing of starting the journey of leading them towards the well. God will bring those ones. God will bring those ones across the path. He'll give us wisdom how to do that.